Today on Canada Homeschools, we're going to finish our talk about professional development for home educators, which can also be called career development. Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters... In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. There's a concept called five phases of professional development. And I got this from an article from www.readingrockets.org. And it's the result of a collaboration from the North Central Regional Educational Laboratory. That's a mouthful. They developed a research-based professional development framework. And so I'm going to share with you the five phases that they came up with in terms of professional development and specifically as it applies to educators. Now, I have to explain to you because you can't see a diagram um, that it's very circular in nature or cyclical. So in practice, the five phases overlap, repeat, and often occur simultaneously. It's like because it's ongoing. It's not just something that you're once and done. It's an ongoing uh, practice. It's an ongoing development. And that's like any development, really, if you think about it. So the first phase, according to the North Central Regional Educational Laboratory, is to build a knowledge base. It's to acquire new knowledge and information and to build a conceptual understanding of it. And I would say with homeschoolers, and especially if you're a new homeschooler, you've probably already been building a knowledge base. You probably, when you first were considering of homeschooling, started gathering all the information that you possibly could so that you could make an informed decision and so that you could go forward uh, with the inkling that you had to um, go forward confidently, knowing that this is a legitimate thing, this homeschooling and how it works and what's required what's required of you from the government, and so on. So building a knowledge base. And then knowledge is something that you just continue to add to over time. So that by the time you've been homeschooling for 10 years, you are almost an expert in your field. But of course, there's still more to learn. So that's the first phase, building a knowledge base. And as I said, it is ongoing.
The second phase of professional development for educators is observing models and examples. We talked about that already. In a school situation, it would be participating in school activities, classroom visitations, peer observation, using instructional artifacts, co-planning, and listening to or watching audio and visual examples. This is something that you're already doing likely, and I encourage you to do, is to, again, have a mentor, have someone who can help guide you, especially in the beginning, and then look at different educational models, which we're going to be getting into in the next two podcast episodes. And you can observe your friends and other families and see how how they do things and maybe decide, yes, I want to do that, or maybe you'll decide, no, we don't want to do it that way because our family is different. So that's observing models and examples and You can also, as was said, listen to audio, which you're doing right now, and watch videos. So there are lots of podcasts, there are lots of videos, there are conferences that have videos right now during COVID. So there's a lot out there for you to observe. The third phase of professional development is reflecting on your practice. And we touched on it in the previous section. It's about analyzing our instructional practice on the basis of new knowledge. So sometimes when we start out, we just use the curriculum that our friend uses because that's all we knew. And as we go on, we reflect on our practice, on how it worked. We can reflect on our day and decide that okay, now that I have new knowledge, I'm going to try a different curriculum, or perhaps I struggle with impatience in my homeschool, and then I read, this is a shameless plug, (laughs) I'm just using it as an example, then I read, enough already, real help for homeschool, burnout, freak out, and zone out, and I realized that there are several underlying reasons why I'm losing my patience, such as uh, being a slave to curriculum or overscheduling or uh, stress and understanding those root causes. As I reflect on my practice, I can make a change because I can deal with not being a slave to curriculum or overtaxing my schedule, and then I will be more relaxed, and then I will not have so much problem with impatience in my homeschool. These are just some examples that come to mind as I'm reflecting over this. One of the activities actually that is suggested, this is not something I'm good at, Um, is the use of journals for reflection. So you can evaluate your practice or keep track of it in journals and it might help you to understand your process and reflect on your practice. And then the next phase So we've had building a knowledge base, observing models and examples, reflecting on your practice. The next phase, according to the North Central Regional Educational Laboratory, and I am not taking credit for this framework, I just thought it would be a helpful framework to talk about professional development in the homeschooling setting. The next one is changing your practice. It's to translate your new knowledge into plans and actions for curricular and instructional change. So we talked about that already. 
when you go to a homeschool conference and you learn that auditory learners need certain activities such as song mnemonics or audiobooks or being able to have a verbal debate or verbal narration instead of always everything being in writing, for example. And I'm just using these examples because they're top of mind as I prepare for my seminar at Exceptional Grace. You're going to start to change some of your instructional methods or maybe even your curriculum in terms of what your child needs. So this is this is an area where you start to apply the things that you learn to make changes and tweak. And I don't want to say just change curriculum for the sake of changing it. Uh, sometimes there's so much out there that it's overwhelming and you just need to stick with what you know and that's okay. But you can do small tweaks even how you implement your curriculum. For example, with an auditory learner, you might have more read-alouds with it. So changing your practice flows naturally out of reflecting on your practice. And I think that's something as parents and as home educators we are constantly doing, um, but it just flows in the whole phases of professional development concept. The next one, and it's the last actually, and it's something that I, I really like, and I'm excited about, is gaining and sharing expertise. So the purpose of this phase is you continue to refine your instructional practice so you keep growing and you keep learning, but you take it to the next level where you are also sharing your practical wisdom with your peers. So instead of getting a mentor, you can become a mentor or you can come alongside or partner with a colleague and participate in a network. So that's something that's really fun and really helpful to others when you, you have gained some expertise and some experience in homeschooling, that you can take a new person under your wing, or you can even get asked to speak at conferences or in your local homeschool group. And it's something that instead of just only receiving now, you're really giving back and you're helping the next person. So when I graduated from homeschooling, I really had to ask myself, um, how was I going to engage with the homeschooling community? Because I have these two decades of a career in homeschooling. Plus, I was homeschooled for some of my education. So was I just going to leave it all behind? And the answer to that was no. I want to continue mentoring and supporting other homeschoolers. And that's what this podcast is all about. So the fifth phase is gaining and sharing expertise. And as I said, these are all kind of in a cycle or a circle, they're all ongoing. And once again, this is from an article on the five phases of professional development. And I got it on www.readingrockets.org. And then I just extrapolated it to the idea of professional development for homeschoolers. So next week on the podcast, we're going to have a guest back with us, which is Hester Van Braden. She is passionate about classical education. That's an educational model that many homeschoolers use. And she's going to be talking to us about classical education. After that, we're going to be talking about the Charlotte Mason model of education. So I hope you'll stay tuned 
and you get to hear someone else's voice next week as I interview Hester Van Braden of Classical Education Books about what is a classical education and how to apply that model of education in your homeschool. So thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day, and I hope you feel like you are really doing something important with your kids and that you are worth uh, investing in yourself in terms of learning and growth and collaboration with other homeschoolers. You're doing some really important work. Happy homeschooling, Canada. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!